Hi, you guys. This is Carrie. I'm going to be calling this story Dog Tagged. So, as I mentioned before, um, I have a son who had served two tours in Iraq, and he made it home. Uh, once he got home, he was just starting to figure things out, you know, where to go to school and what he wanted to do. Um, you know, uh, finding the right person to settle down with. And he was ready for to have a, a family because he was so responsible and he was so good with kids. He was very protective. He would have been a very good father. Well, anyways, um, as I had mentioned in another story, um, my son had a fatal motorcycle accident and uh, totally changed my life. Uh, my, my life will never be the same again. Um, his location is kind of far. So I don't really visit very often as much as I would like to. Um, on this particular day, I decided I was going to go visit because I was putting it off too long. And um, I was glad that I did take the long ride it was a nice ride I got to think a lot on the, the way up it takes over an hour sometimes to get to that location and then there's a lot of traffic um, so when I had got there it was totally empty no one there um I got to leave some balloons and flowers. And as usual, every time I leave balloons, one balloon always seems to fly out of my hand. Um, every single time I've left balloons there, it never fails. Um, and it's something that I feel comes from him. My son, he's letting me know that he's there. Um, I had different types of balloons. I had, you know, stars and white, red, white, and blue stars, stars, and uh, just like the flag, red, white, and blue stars. And um, one of the red balloons, um, it had the glue or whatever they use on the side of the balloon. I've never seen that material rip off. Never. But what happened this time was I got the strings from all the balloons because I didn't want them all to fly away. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't want him to, you know, take one balloon because that's his, his way. It was just that 
it was windy. It was very windy. It was getting a little darker. And um, I just didn't want all the balloons to take off. You know, it, even though I knew one was going to eventually, but they were all kind of tied together. And they were tied tight. And um, they're bouncing around. And, you know, you know how balloons, they start twirling around into each other, intertwining. And, you know, uh, that's what was happening. They were getting all tangled up and stuff. So... I usually put down flowers or whatever I'm going to do. And then I kind of decorate, you know, the balloons a certain way. Well, before I even got to his location, the red balloon tore away from the uh, part that was connected to it. And it was to me so funny because I tried so hard to prevent this from happening. And he, he still managed to free the balloon just to let me know that he was there. Um, so I don't know if you have any loved ones that have passed away that have tried to reach out to you or you get little signs and stuff like that. But um, I do. And I miss him very, very much. So I like when I do get those um, signs from him because I, uh, I don't want to think that he can't communicate somehow. Um, it gives me hope that he can hear me communicating with him and he could see me leaving things for him and things like that, and thinking about him and stuff, you know? Um, so anyways, um, after I left everything, I uh, stayed for a little bit, and then I started heading back home. A uh, little bit of traffic. It wasn't too bad, though. But I was in better spirits now because um, I always feel better after visiting my son because it's something that you never get over and you have to go visit occasionally as often as you can or um you know just think of something that helps you to keep him close to you, things that he liked to do or things, you know. Um, so I felt better because um, I had went to visit and uh, though it wasn't that long of a visit, I still felt better. So um, on the way back, I decided I was going to turn my app on, you know, once I got back and unwound a little bit. I didn't want to drive tired. So, um, after when I knew I was ready to start driving, I turned on my app and I started driving. Um, I was probably, I, you know, I, I thought I probably would just drive half of a day of what I normally do because I didn't, I never like to drive tired. But I wasn't tired yet. So um, 
I was in pretty good spirits. I, I just wanted to work, you know. Um, so I'm picking up people and I just can't shake this feeling. Like I couldn't really tell what it was. I was in good spirits, but um, just kind of didn't feel um, like I normally do. Like, I from you know how you feel when you forget something or, and I'm thinking, did I forget something over there at the cemetery? Or, you know, I'm looking up around for my stuff, make sure I have everything because I feel like, you know, when you forgot something. So I can't figure out what it is. So I'm trying not to be distracted. So I'm just ignoring it. And I thought, well, you know, I'll probably figure out what it is that's bothering me later. So, as I'm driving my riders, I end up driving a guy. And, you know, just simple conversation. Hi, how are you? Um, how's your day? Stuff like that. I don't mention anything about the cemetery. So, um, as I'm driving, I feel like, you know how you can feel a presence next to you when somebody's watching you or something. And I was, I couldn't shake that because so I was already feeling like I forgot something and I'm thinking, okay, what now? So I just looked to my left and all these, the street that I was driving at had, it was a residential area and had a stop sign at every single block. So I'm driving slow, but I look to the left because I'm wondering, why do I keep feeling like somebody's watching me? So I look to the left and all the cars are kind of tightly parked together on that sidewalk. I mean, on the, you know, every street. So I, I can see a dog in between each car and he was a, um, golden retriever. And, you know, he's just kind of happy and cheerful. It seemed like that kind of jump that he was doing. But he kept looking over my way. When I looked on the mirror, I could see him. And I pushed my mirror over more so I could view him on my mirror more. Because I thought he's looking my way. And I, I would look to the left also and I would see in between each car, he would specifically look straight at me. And so I'm not driving fast at all. The dog is, you know, gaining, you know, gaining up on me not on a leash and uh the person its owner is trying to keep up you know um so anyways um we get to a stop and the dog looks over and sure enough the dog jams it to my car jumps up at my driver's door 
and is trying to push the window down with its paws. But the dog, I swear, was not looking at me. The dog was looking at the passenger seat. And I'm just like looking at the dog like, why isn't the dog looking at me? What is the dog looking at? What's on the window? And, you know, all these crazy things are going through my mind. What, what What's going on? Do I look like somebody? But he's not looking at me. I thought, well, maybe I look like somebody in his family, you know, the one of the owner's family members. And, or maybe they have a car like mine. I don't know. But here comes the owner. And the owner probably weighs about 100 pounds, possibly, because she's very uh, tiny. The dog seems like, um, you know, he weighs that much. So, anyways... The dog kind of flips his face around at her and sees her and now takes off to the front of my car. So this car, this dog jumps his paws up onto my hood and is now looking at my passenger side again from the front of the hood. And I asked, I told the guy, what well, I already had told my passenger when the dog was on my, my driver's side. I said, um, I can't move the car until the dog moves. He goes, what, what? what do you? And uh, he was confused and he's like, oh, wow. And so, you know, he saw, and then when the dog jumped to the front, we both can see the dog. And I go, is the dog looking at you? What's he doing? He goes, no, it, it, the, the dog, uh, the dog's not looking at me. It doesn't look like he's looking at me. And I go, well, the dog's definitely not, not, not looking at me, but what is he doing? I don't understand what's going on. So anyways, um, the owner comes, um, almost gets to him, and um, he's just really fast. And then he jumps over here to the passenger door. And now he's not trying to open up the window with his paws, but he's looking directly at the passenger seat. And I told my rider, I go, look at the dog. The dog is like looking at the passenger seat. And... He's like, yeah, that's what it looks like, you know. And so it was weird. And um, anyways, I'm not one of those people that have had a lot of animals. So, um, you know, this is all new for me. Anyways, um, uh, the owner grabs him and is trying to hold him but he's swinging his paws all four of them all over the place and swinging his head back and forth back and forth trying to get away and whatever it was that this dog was trying to do was of most importance to him to to do i've never seen a dog do this before behave this way before and so I took off because she was having a hard time controlling this dog. So then as I was leaving, I mentioned to my writer how um, I thought that was really strange. And, you know, must be looking like somebody the dog knows or something. And he says, you know, I just watched the documentary about um, dogs, how they have instincts about... Um, people that have passed away and I got goosebumps 
And I said, really? Um, and I, and I said, well, you, be, you, you think that because he was looking at the passenger seat? And he goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, did anybody, you know, just pass away? And I go, no, but, um, I just, I just did go to the cemetery today. I didn't want to bring that up, you know, but now that we're on this subject, um, I did go, um, uh, visit my son. My son passed away in a motorcycle accident. And, um, he was, uh, the kind of person that was good to everybody. And he was good to animals too. But, you know, he just didn't have any, but whenever he was around animals, he was really good to them. So I says, um, I wonder, you know, and I was just kind of like, hmm, I got to see this documentary. So the guy was telling me, yeah, um, you know, sometimes they're trying to communicate something to you. So they go through um, animals who have those types of um, instincts. <laughs> Um, or maybe it's just that your son is still here with you because you went to visit him. and uh, Or maybe he's trying to tell you something, you know. And I thought, wow. I said, I always feel my son's presence, though. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad that you told me that. So anyways, um, I called one of my friends after that and I said, um, I'll just call her, uh, Diane. I said, Hey, Diane. Um, I told her the situation because she's always had dogs. And she said that, um, uh, an illness that she has that I know about, uh, she had an episode once and she came close to dying. And she had a dog who had instincts like that. And uh, would uh, scratch on the wall of her bedroom. And the husband would know that the dog is trying to to tell him, you know, like, she's in trouble. And so, yeah, that's how um, he, her husband was able to find her in a situation once. Um, and she said also... Um, Dogs, sometimes they just are trying to warn you about something. She says, I wouldn't suggest working anymore tonight. And I said, really? You, you think something like that? She goes, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. And uh, I said, well, you know, I haven't worked though today. You know, I went to go to the cemetery and, and I, I got to work, but I was going to keep it half a day anyways. I think I think I'll just drive you know, maybe a few rides and that's it. You know, I'll call it early. Um, so I hung up, went back to work. Now, as soon as I hung up with her, I had three very close situations. And I had remembered what the dog did, though. And I took that as a warning because of uh, what my writer said and what my friend said. And I 
kept it in the back of my mind. I usually drive pretty safe, but after this, I decided I was going to really, really pay attention tonight. Um, so I had just been on my way to pick someone up. And as I'm driving, uh, there was a street that I go down quite often. And it only has two lanes. But if you're on the left lane, there's really nowhere to turn if you have an emergency. On the right lane, usually there's a bunch of cars backed up on the street. So there's really nowhere to just escape to. So I was driving down the street and there were two guys in two cars speeding at least 70 miles an hour heading my direction. Now this is a street where you see people crossing the streets, jaywalking, bikes not waiting for green lights, children crossing the street. You see people just, you know, out and about on the street. Not a good street for these guys to do some kind of a, um, you know, some kind of a speeding race that they were doing. So the two of them were driving side by side, racing each other. And I start blaring my horn, but I can't do nothing. And there's no cars behind me, but they're like, because they're at, you know, behind maybe a, a light or two away at a light. I'm the only one right there. I'm blaring my horn at them and I can't do anything. So at the last minute, um, the one it, directly in front of me decides to go behind the other car. Maybe he waited for the last minute because he was trying to pass in front of that other car. I don't know. But he was like playing chicken with me and almost hit my car. So I had to pull over and I had to call 911 and I had to let them know what type of cars these were. And then it dawned on me what the dog did, what everybody told me that day. And I thought, my son, he's always been so protective over me. And he must have known that I was going to have an accident and he didn't want that to happen. So, um, I thought, okay, well, wow, you know, good thing I was paying attention and I already knew, so I didn't freak out, you know, like I already knew to be careful. So I handled things and, you know, if I had not have been paying attention a hundred percent, maybe things would have been a little different. So I was grateful for that. So now I pick up this rider, drop him off, and then I'm driving in a heavily congested area. And so, you know, you can't be driving really slow, but you can't be driving really fast. You have to be cautious. And... 
I decided to drive on the right lane because I thought it'd be a little bit safer. You know, keep my distance, drive a little slower. And um, even though I did that, which good thing I did, um, there was a person, um, for whatever reason, on a bike like a jaywalker would do, just jumps between cars on the right side of me, not even at a crosswalk, and tries to dodge my car. So I didn't have a rider, thank God. Um, and I had enough time to stop because I was distancing myself and I was not driving um, at the speed limit, I think I was going a little bit below the speed limit because I wanted, I was a little nervous still from the incident before that. And so I was able to stop before hitting the person and the person just looked at me like, you know, he didn't even realize he was jumping out in front of cars. So I thought, is this person like just trying to uh, get hit by a car? Like, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. But that was another dangerous situation. And um, I thought, okay, I'm not going to drive anymore tonight. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to drive one more, one more person. This is silly. So I'm driving and I'm in downtown. They have a lot of one ways. And this has happened to me many times where people don't realize it's a one way street. So I'm always cautious on the one way streets anyways. And here comes a car. I'm on a one way. And this car is turning right towards me and not paying attention that it's a one-way street so I'm like on the far left and this person stops suddenly and I'm like that's it that's it uh you know three strikes go home call it a night and so um yeah that was a situation that I had where um <laughs> You know, I, I, it was, un, it was, it was unusual. It wasn't the normal. I've been driving for five years now and I've never had a situation like that before. Um, it made me think about, you know, eventually getting a dog, maybe even taking a dog, a little tiny dog when I'm driving. Um, I see people with dogs all the time and I think my favorite dog that I see is um it's they're they're brown poodles they're like the small ones the little miniature brown poodles I just love those little dogs they're so so cute um I see one whenever I go to this park um if I have to use the restroom because when you're a driver you have to know where the restrooms are um and sometimes I will see this dog and the owner and the owner lets me pick him up and hold him and cuddle him. He's so cute. 
and um, little curls all over the place. So, but anyways, um, they're very expensive. And, you know, I would have to be able to um, spend time with the dog. I, you know, wouldn't want a dog to just be left home all the time. So, um, but I wouldn't mind having one. Um, anyways, um, that was that story. And, you know, what I learned from that is... You know, just, you know, follow your instincts, you know, um, pay attention to your surroundings. Um, and, you know, just every single day, don't take life for granted, you know. Um, even driving a car, don't take it for granted. It, it's... Um, It's something that you need to appreciate and take good care of it. And, um, and realize that it's, um, something that can end your life. I, I think I've already said that before, but it's true. You know, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't, I'm careful every single day when I drive. Because I see accidents every day. And I want to make sure that um, I don't cause somebody to have serious injuries. And I also am careful because it seems like some people just don't care, you know, when they drive. So I have to be careful of them and stay away from them. Um, every single day when I drive, because I do like my job. I do like to drive and, you know, I, I get to listen to the music that I love and get to have conversations with people. I see the same people all the time. So I get to talk to them, get to know them. I trust them. I feel like I'm more safer with the same people in my community and, um, they get to know me too. So, um, you know, it's a it's a nice job as far as I'm concerned. Um, there are some issues here and there, but it still is overall, I think, a very nice job to have. And um, anyways, so uh, that was that story, a little bit long. Um, but uh, you take care of yourself, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks. Bye.